Life in Color is a brand new show that will discuss current affairs from a different perspective that you probably don't hear about often enough. Our show will be amplifying the voices of minorities around the world in a global conversation about the most important issues that face us today. We'll be chatting about ideas of racism, sexism, imperialism, nationalism, white privilege, all in the context of current affairs in Australia and beyond. Today we're going to be discussing the election. Yes, we decided to do a show on election. politics and the upcoming election. Yeah, that would be good. It's, come, it's on July the second, but pre-polling has already opened this week. Mm-hmm. If you want any deta- more details, guidelines, I would recommend um, the AEC website, the Australian Election um, Commission. So elections basically come up because of a double dis- dissolution. So we get to vote in two hundred twenty-six members of the parliament, which is when there's a conflict between the low and upper house and basically Turnbull's gone to the Governor General and called an election and here we are. Definitely. So why is the election important? Even though it might not seem so, politics permeates all of our lives. From education to economics to healthcare, whoever ends up in power has a significant impact upon issues that are important in our daily lives. Their decisions, that is our leaders, often get handed down to us. So it's necessary that we keep up and understand what our politicians are doing or planning on doing or say they're going to do and may or may not not do. (laughs) And what's going on? So what is going on? Basically, to be honest, I'm a bit confused, Mm -hmm. as are many people and many young people in particular. But to put it simply, on the 2nd of July, an election has been called of the general public. So for those who have registered to vote, to make a decision on who the next Prime Minister of Australia will be. Now, for some people, this might sound frustrating or be frustrating, the idea of having to vote for young people in particular, for whom many of which are first-time voters, because the politicians and the candidates that they have to vote for may seem out of touch, lack conviction, or are too boring to garner interest (laughs) but on the positive side this time the public actually gets to decide and have a say in who's running the country guys think about it absolutely consider this we've had four different prime ministers in the last six years who are namely Gillard, Rudd, Gillard, oh, sorry, Rudd, uh, Gillard, Gillard, Rudd, <laughs> Abbott, and Turnbull. There's so many. Yes. <laughs> so basically, there's been no full-term serving prime minister mm-hmm. in Australia since before the release of the iPhone. Oh. Wow. Whoa. Things have changed quite a bit since the last Absolutely. time we had. Absolutely. And if you think about young voters, yeah. I mean... Some people can't even remember they're not being smartphones and iPhones. <laughs> so to think that the this is general the public has not had a say in its government, federal government, mm-hmm. for that period of time, 2007, people remember the Kevin 07. Mm-hmm. It's a really long time. So Malcolm Turnbull called a double dissolution election which um, Leanne explained is when the upper house and the lower house have conflict. Conflict, yeah. So he was trying to get 
um, two policies through the watchdog legislation and the register organisation. So the idea is that if they win this election, they can re-vote on that. Yeah. So, so basically, if you are concerned about your future or the future of this country, you should be concerned about this year's election.、Mm-hmm. And even though it is arguably the longest. A very a long election campaign.、Mm-hmm. It is really important to try and sort of keep up with what's going on and what's being said, what's、yeah. happening. For young people like ourselves, it's particularly important that we are politically literate because、mm-hmm. issues such as higher education, housing affordability, and Medicare. Can have and will have significant ramifications upon us in the coming future and after this election. Though many young people seem uninterested in the election or have been in the past, because they don't feel their views or interests are reflected by predominantly the major parties, there has been a seventeen percent increase in the number of young people registered to vote, which is the positive thing.、Mm-hmm. However, over one million young people are not registered to vote、mm-hmm. in this. Election of those who are、mm-hmm. qualified to vote,、mm-hmm. and that does mean that a significant number of voices are being lost、yep. in having a say in what happens within our country、mm-hmm. and in what impacts upon young people in particular. So this really does demonstrate that there is still a dissatisfaction and disconnect between、mm-hmm. young people and the politics that happens in modern day Australia、mm-hmm. and the modern political climate.、Mm-hmm. So all in all, I basically was just trying to tell you all <laughs> that it is very important <laughs> that we do engage and talk about yeah. politics, and yeah. we do.、Um, Engage and understand what the election means、yeah. and how it does impact upon us, particularly as young people, because these policy decisions that will more often than not be handed down very directly to us are very difficult to change、yeah. or amend or undo once they are done. So it is more imperative that those of us who are registered to vote or are of voting age or who、yeah. may have missed this opportunity to vote are still engaged and aware. Of what is happening within the political space. Yeah, I just add to that with the、um, young people not choosing to get involved、mm-hmm. with the politics, things like that. Because I am gonna be honest, I am not a registered voter in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> I am not. Scandal. Because、um, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's just a.、Um, If you're gonna talk about the Philippine politics, it's almost hopeless.、Mm. But I think that you know, it came to me. The clarity came to me that ignorance would be, you know, it's not poverty and it's not corruption and all that's gonna kill everyone.、Mm. It's ignorance of the people that who knows they have responsibilities, who knows that they have the rights, and they just dare to be. You know, silent. That would choose not to. to yeah. yeah, ignorance will kill us all. So earlier on, we decided that we wanted to get some opinions from the general public about what they thought about 
politics in Australia and the upcoming election. So have a listen to some of what people said. Are you interested in, in this political election? Well, jobs and climate change and um, I suppose um, mandatory detention of illegal immigrants. So would you say those are the issues that most matter to you? Yes, particularly uh, jobs and climate change. Yeah, those three. Yeah, yeah. And why is that? Well, I have always voted Labor. I grew up in a housing commission estate. So I know what it's like for struggling working class people to um, get a job. So yeah, that's always been with me. Do you feel that your views and interests are represented or catered for by any of the political parties? Yeah, I do. I've always voted Labor. I've mm. always voted Labor because of the, of the philosophical uh, yeah. reason, and that is I believe that Labor is the party that uh, is always willing to um, take a compassionate view on most issues. They're, they are the, the, the group that help the underdog right. quicker than anyone else. I'm not saying they do it all the time, <laughs> yeah. but that's a philosophical reason. So how do you feel about having to vote in this election? Do you, what do you think about the current political climate? Well, it's, um, well, I'll naturally uh, always vote against the Liberals because I don't realise, I don't believe they look after the interests of most people, and they certainly don't look after the interests of uh, underdog people, people who struggle to get anywhere in life. Um, I mean, yeah, my views are represented because I get a crack at um, voting in general elections. I'm, I'm in favour for compulsory voting. What message you would, would you give to politicians if you could get out one message to them? Um, I think I, I think everyone is looking for a leader that has like a clear vision about what they want for Australians and um, you know to take leadership and be, um, have conviction in what they believe in. Yeah. Are you generally interested in politics? I've vaguely studied like some international politics, but um, domestic politics seems a bit murky. Right. So, with your little knowledge, what do you think the Australian political climate is like? Um, I think we're going into like a pretty conservative period at the moment mm-hmm. because both main parties seem to be supporting more conservative sort of policies at the moment, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of partisan views being expressed. All right. What issues are most important to you as a young person? I'm pretty much only really aware of sort of social policies. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we don't really understand economic policies enough. Like, we wouldn't know a whole lot about, like, Keynesian economics and all that kind of thing, yeah. like, going into it. So, I mean, like, simple things like, I don't know, gay marriage is sort of important. I mean, like, the rest of the world is kind of, well, the rest of the Western world has sort of gotten onto it, but the Australia is just kind of chilling behind, which is a bit weird. Um, so would you say, what would you say are the key topics that are are decisive in what which way you would vote um i think refugees mm-hmm. um and like detainment is really a big issue among young people at the moment definitely at universities you can see that there's like a lot of sort of fervor about it mm-hmm. um but i don't 
as far as I know, neither party really has, well, neither main party has a really sort of outgoing outlook on that. Do you feel that your views or interests are represented or catered for by any of the political parties, both major and minor? Well, there are a lot of minor parties, which I probably need to look into. I know, like, things like the sex party, obviously, they have pretty, a, a lot more sort of, um, I'm not sure what the word would be, and they're sort of more left social policy. Like, definitely they support, like, um, gay marriage and I think sort of looser drug use laws and, like, that kind of thing. So it's more sort of free thinking. So that might be of interest. But at the same time, you'd think sort of Labour would be supporting a little bit more to the left than it is at the moment. So are you interested in politics generally? Mm, yeah, I like to keep informed, but I wouldn't say interested. Yeah. All right. No worries. What do you think the, of the current... Australian political climate coming from overseas. Very similar to that kind. Yeah. yeah. Just... And where are you from? New Zealand. New Zealand. All right. Yeah. So you have a similar kind of feel about the way politics is here yeah. as to there? Yes. Yeah, it's very similar. All right. What issues would you say are most important to you? Um, creating a sustainable environment. So climate change? Yeah, and not just climate change, but a sustainable economy for future generations. All right. Wonderful. Do you feel that your views and interests are represented or catered for by the political parties both here and perhaps back home? To a certain degree, yeah, yeah. but not really. And why is that? Um, well, that always trying to keep young people interested with certain uh, benefits such as student um, loan I don't know how would say it but yeah just trying to make it easy for people to study and find jobs but so as a young person that's the issue that's particular concern for you mm. Not really. No, I don't, I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, so, have you voted before in a, in a national election? Yes. And what was the thing that made your vote or helped you decide? Um, probably just the likability of the, the candidates I was voting for. All right. And one last question. What message would you give to politicians if you could send out a particular message to them? Um, look at the long-term picture, the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Mm. Great. What message would you give to politicians if there is one message that you could send out to them? Um, if they'd actually listen, I'd say step down if this isn't really if you're not going to be a proper proper leader and actually listen to people and do what's right. If you're in it for yourself, then. You shouldn't be there at all. Okay. Yeah. Great. Oh, look, I wouldn't say it's better anyone else, but it feels very negative to me. Yeah. Um, everything's just about being negative. It's not about trying to achieve goals. It's about, I don't know, trying to beat the other guy. Um, I feel like we're on a race to the bottom yeah. in terms of ethics or morality. Who yeah. can be the nastiest? And is that different from where you're from? Oh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I haven't lived there for a long time, so mm. I couldn't say for sure. I feel like 
possibly it's a general trend. Mm -hmm. um, I know in terms of the way things are set up, where I come from New Zealand, it's harder for one party to have power. Um, I don't know if that means that there's more chance of cooperation between parties, but I think maybe it is. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't say, really. Fair enough. What issues are you most interested in? Um, I'm interested in immigration, um, the refugee debate. I teach English as a second language and I've been teaching refugees for a long time and asylum seekers, so yeah. that bothers me. Um, you know, I'm a bit cynical about the way big business is treated here in terms of you know, getting all the breaks. I think mm. the government's job isn't to make a profit but to benefit the general population. All right. Um, I don't know enough about it. Um, because I can't vote, I don't really investigate. Possibly the Greens, but yeah. no one else, no. What message would you give to politicians if you could send out a message? I guess it was what I said to you before, that their job isn't to make a profit, it's to benefit their people. Yeah. Um, and then I know it can be difficult to make everyone happy, but maybe they should try and raise themselves above the lowest common denominator. Oh. Are you generally interested in politics? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Great. And what do you think of the current Australian political climate compared to where you're from? Uh, it's, it's more... The centre is more right than, than in the climate that I'm used to. Yeah. So the policies feel more conservative. Mm -hmm. So would you say that your views or interests are represented by any of the parties? I, I would think so, yes. Yeah. And what issues are most important to you? Uh, environment and uh, a fairer tax system and I guess a fairer property market. Mm -hmm. Alright. And... Why do you feel that way? Uh, the, in terms of um, closing the gap between rich and poor, I think that's an important societal issue. All right. And the environment should be self-explanatory. All right, great. And what message would you give to a politician? Uh, well, the obvious one would be to look at longer-term gains in the next election period. So that was just the Vox Pox that we heard a few people's opinion about um, kind of key issues that they're important about. So what did you guys get from that kind of Vox Pox, some common themes? Well, I think, you know, it's really good when people just want to be straight to the point. Yeah. And like one guy said when Sherry Rose asked if what is your message to politicians uh, the politicians and he just said that if you can't do the job just step down <laughs> just that easy <laughs> yes so basically his response and we didn't get all of the interviews yeah. from all of the people that i spoke to but a lot of other people also said that you know if the politicians were not really willing to see past the power and just being in charge mm -hmm. that aspect of it if they were not really concerned with serving the population yeah. and doing right by the people then they should consider yeah. why it is that they are in that role in the first place yeah i think you know what uh it just boils down to what motivates these people mm. to be in charge because you know we can't deny the fact that it's also related to money because yes. 
politics is actually related to money and mm. people does change when they're faced with money absolutely and i think what i got also from listening to people in those socks pops is the sense of distrust between mm, the general definitely. public mm. and the politicians and one listener actually um contacted us and said quote i've had underwear that has lasted longer than them <laughs> them being australian politicians because of the in and out that has happened over the last few years and because of the general i would say distrust and discontent that the population has felt in the last few years yeah. Yeah. with our politicians with our the people who are supposed to be the leaders of this country yeah Yeah, a lot of times people talk about young people being apathetic, mm-hmm. not caring, distrusting. But I think what I what we heard there is that a lot of them care about really pertinent issues like refugee, mm. climate change, really concerned about like these big vision questions, but they just feel disenchanted by a politicians and their ability to represent us. True. And yeah, and like that's the thing we live in a representative democracy. You know, they're supposed to be in tune of kind of our opinions our thoughts but a lot of them think that they have a mandate to kind of push their own agenda so it's really brings up the question like what is the role of the prime minister <laughs> but yeah i think that vox pops kind of reflected a few kind of key issues that we can see in the broader kind of discussion of election issue on Q&A on the internet mm-hmm. so things like education jobs negative gearing in terms of housing affordability medicare refugee climate change Um yeah so just to unpack these a few in terms of education I mean one of the most unpopular policies has been in terms of um uni fee deregulation which means increase uni fees yeah um this has brought a lot of question about kind of equity and accessibility about you know who can go to university mm-hmm. um not long ago university was actually free in Australia so like mm-hmm. people like Tony Albert um Turnbull got to go to university for free so it kind of raises some interesting questions about like where is Australia heading and i think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people talked about mm-hmm. politicians wanting to have big visions like what kind of kind of, yes yeah, society we live in and that's why people also have concerns about tax breaks like who are benefiting from tax breaks yeah so Malcolm Turnbull's main slogan is jobs and growth jobs and growth jobs, jobs and growth jobs, jobs and growth it's kind of become growth, a parody because yeah. he hasn't really <laughs> unpacked this and people are like But how is tax breaks going to provide people with jobs? jobs? And yeah, mm-hmm. and I think one thing that's a bit interesting and perhaps even a bit ironic. I think one of the people that spoke right at the beginning, he was talking about how he was a labor supporter, and yeah. one of the reasons is because coming from a working class background yeah. and understanding what it means to be looking for work right. and working, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was his primary concern. So if you were told. Malcolm Turnbull you'd be thinking about jobs and growth right. but in relation to that person who's an everyday person awesome. who many people might yeah. share his views that ideal of jobs and growth doesn't It's, appeal yeah. to him yeah yeah sure. well that's also the kind of core issue with penalty rates is that um the liberal government kind of want to overturn sort of what the unions fought for which is where you get paid extra to work mm-hmm. on a sunday and the idea is that if you give up a sunday where you, all your friends are you know hang out in the sun um i guess the idea that you should be reimbursed with that um mm. so there's some so these kind of issue questions kind of raise i feel like broader ideas and like mm-hmm. about like what is underpinning and what we want from kind of society mm-hmm. 
and also what we want from our politicians. Yeah. I think there's a sense, certainly, there's a sense that we got from there that people expect a lot more. Yeah. From the people who they are putting in charge, people want some bang for well, their yeah, vote. Yeah, <laughs> and the idea is that also they're a bit out of touch. Yeah, they're just not yeah. sure what an ordinary yeah, person true. has to deal with. That's I forgot true. who it was, but I think it was a Liberal MP who was saying that um, poor people didn't drive cars. Do you remember that? Mm. <laughs> and the idea that like petrol prices wouldn't affect them because you know poor people don't drive cars. When well, of course, like there's so many labour workers who probably have cool. music. <laughs> Well, controversially, I mean, our former prime minister did basically say that people sometimes just choose to be Be poor. poor. Yeah, Mm -hmm. People choose to be poor. Mm -hmm. And I think that caused a lot of controversy amongst Mm. people because generally (laughs) the feeling is that most people want to be seen as meaningful parts of society. That's very true. And that's the other issue with um, kind of Medicaid Mm -hmm. is... Medicaid is something that provides basic health for mm-hmm. everyone. And there's been sort of certain attacks on Medicaid. So, for example, pap smear or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which you might have to pay money to. Yeah. Which is not only not a very economic plan because, actu- because if you don't actually get... Early detection is basically the best way of solving an illness. Yep. And so if you're... If of you, which cervical cancer is, is the main reason people yeah. go and get pap smears. So if you get... If you don't detect it early on, it will actually cost mm. more later on to solve something. Yeah. And I think with things like that, sometimes I think, isn't that a bit crazy? Because we're talking about women. Yeah. And a, that's 50% of our yeah. population, yeah. give or take. We're talking about trying to look after mm-hmm. the general public. And if you are propagating family values or if you are propagating a healthy, healthy society, society, recognizing, looking after both both genders yeah. <laughs> and that is an issue she that would. is pertinent for women it should be taken into it's very, very careful, careful consideration. consideration yeah it'd be a shame that certain people like getting pap smear already is quite a daunting experience you don't need another de-incentive mm. like a cost of like 40 dollars which is like doesn't seem significant but can be a, a lot like yeah, it going can. in and out of hospital really adds up as someone who was sick yeah. for a month. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, any uni student <laughs> will tell you for your do- food budget for the <laughs> forty dollars can't be can't be wasted, can't be played with lightly. Lightly, yeah, yeah, and it can offer a real incentive. I mean, if you're talking about say uni students, we're talking about young women, we're talking about getting pap smears, and we're talking about potentially having to pay forty dollars for that. Pay. $40, which you're taking away from some other more necessary mm-hmm. thing in your life, say, buying textbooks. You're not going to think about that. And then maybe you find out in some years' time you could have avoided a yeah. disease, potential greater health costs because of that one checkup Check that, up. in your mind, like, yeah. you just yeah. lightly, you don't think... Which right. you're recommended, actually, mm. to do every three years. That's the... Yeah. So something that's, like, recommended by the health system compulsory every three years mm. is not actually getting funding. So there's kind of a disconjunction between. Mm. I also feel as if there's a bit conf- of confusion for for me, I think, looking at the whole political realm and what's happening, not really understanding who's on which side, what's happening mm. with their policies, Jeez. what it is that they're 
whether what it is that they're planning on implementing or whether what it is that they're just saying <laughs> to talk and get votes or get attention from the public it is overwhelming and very confusing mm-hmm. yeah. i think there's also a sense that um liberal and labor are becoming closer and closer together mm-hmm. not very distinct yes and that's a sense of like pointless voting but that's mm-hmm. also course kind of a rise in minority parties who have had more kind of clear and i guess that's the appeal with like greens parties like they're clear yeah. about climate change sex party you know like these parties that have like a very clear agenda mm. so Definitely. i think that's interesting it- i think one of the people in the vox pops did say um he was a from a european background uh-huh. and he did say that the politics was a lot more right yeah. here than he was, he was used to, to. Yeah, I could agree with him in, you know, putting Mm -hmm. the lenses of a Filipina woman. You know, the Philippine of politics is bizarre. (laughs) And I just can't describe one word. It's like, uh, it's just really, uh, it's maddening. It's really inhumane in some point. And it's, you know, they keep it very confusing Mm. and very overly dramatic (laughs) so that, you know, people just Mm. won't have any choice to give their interactions. In the Philippines, they do, uh, the government does not dare to explain to their people. Like in Australia, you have this um, show where you're, uh, and you show it on uh, live TV, not on live TV, but on TV so that people could see. In the Philippines, we don't do that thing. Mm. Yeah, it's like closed doors. So what is it like for you here than what you're seeing does it, is it a different feeling? Then? It's a different feeling. It's more um it's more organized in my opinion. I'm not saying everyone's opinion <laughs> because they might bash me. <laughs> but in my opinion it's more organized. Mm. It's more um honest. Um, mm. I'm not saying it's the most honest. It's, it's just politics. more honest, yeah. <laughs> and it's more clear and the issues that the government is dealing with is very different from the Philippines because in the Philippines, since it's a third world country, so we deal more uh, on issues about um, trying to get rid of poverty. Mm. But since poverty is in the country, you know, um, everything's a mess. Like there's no medical, there's no uh, education system is down. You really have to pay much. Mm. You have to be really rich in the Philippines to get, you know, something like, for example, um, the schools here in Australia, the public schools here, you'll get that kind of education in the Philippines if you enroll in a school that is a bit, it's really expensive. Mm. So public schools there is really, you know, shuttering down to pieces. (laughs) Like, I'm serious. I'm serious. That's similar in Australia. Like, um, we have a private public system and private schools get more funding than Mm. public schools and that's sort of the whole issue around Gonski but quickly asking you um, Sherry Rose um, how democratic do you feel Australia is do you feel like politicians represent you or do you think you like you can be engaged <laughs> as a young person i know it's a big question <laughs> it is a really big but do you question. feel like you're like you're being represented or like there's ways for you to engage in politics in a meaningful way to that's be, a very good question yeah that is a really good question and i think it's a good question just for 
the general public because it's very difficult to see yourself yeah. often in many of the politicians or many of the people who choose to do politics okay. because it's not often that they're trying to relate to young people or they're trying to relate to mothers and fathers and everyday people. people. They're more so trying to get your vote. So it's difficult to feel as if you can be genuinely politically engaged and genuinely have your views represented. So that's why many people, many young people feel isolated and marginalized in the debates because they don't feel as though their views are being represented and they don't feel as though their ideas are being manifested in the ways in which they would compel them to want to vote and participate more, particularly when you look at other countries, perhaps from what you are saying, Nicole, we might take it for granted here the way in which they do politics, yeah. mm-hmm. that we have more visibility and there's more transparency to an extent in what our politicians are saying and doing. But when you look further abroad and you look at other places, particularly particularly in Europe, in Scandinavia, countries like Switzerland, and you look at the their democracies, the way they've set them up, or the way in which they use their democratic voting system is very different. A lot of Scandinavian countries are used to coalition governments, whereas here it's almost a fear as if the whole system will fall down if mm-hmm. there is such a thing as coalition governments happening, whereas there it's seen as a very normal thing because it means more views mm-hmm. get represented. Mm-hmm. And in Switzerland, they have a system of real, genuine popular vote where when sh- if you can get a certain amount, certain number of signatures, you can actively cause the referendum. Mm-hmm. Whereas here in Australia, the, the leader at the time really has to be yeah. the one to say whether or not we're going to take a referendum on a particular issue. So if people feel particularly strongly, I think as they do in Australia, about climate change change. Mm -hmm. or asylum seekers or education or workers' rights, etc., they may not necessarily have their views represented unless the politicians deem that it's important Important. enough to be put on the agenda. That's true. There's really a lot to talk about in terms of politics in any country but can i just ask you guys what would your ideal australia be (laughs) just hard questions today (laughs) so many hard questions um i guess for me ideal australia would be um or like a society in general is kind of following a lot of people on the vox box i feel like we need a grander vision of what we want and that's sort of like to build a community of kind of mutual respect of mm. cooperation opposed to like this kind of like dog eat dog world where we kind oh, of compete yeah. against each other mm. where often I feel like elites to like rich gets rich yeah. and that's not the kind of world that I want to live in, which is a yeah. lot like America right yeah. now and it becomes like what a lot of like hate and intolerance and that's kind of not the kind of world and I feel like um I also really wish that, you know, Australia would take seriously more issues about kind of climate change, about inequalities. I mean, I know we might not have serious issues of poverty, but we still have a lot of uh, problems with, yeah, yeah increase with unemployment, yeah. with um, the people who are on the streets, the people who can't afford to yeah. eat. Um, uh, and the way the Indigenous population is treated is pretty horrendous at the True. moment as well. True. I mean, some of them, yeah, the, the life expectancy 
expectancy. So yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of like problems out there that politicians aren't really dealing with. And I wish yeah there was someone that had a bigger vision, you know, a bigger vision of how to make yeah Australia a better place instead of yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree with you on that. Australia, we often envisage it to be a place where things can easily be improved and there is capacity to make it better. And I think to live up to that, it would be great to see our politicians and heads of state, as echoed by many of the people in the Fox Pops and many other people that I spoke to, politicians and heads heads of this country who are actually willing to look beyond the immediate gains their power or the term that their party is in power and consider really how it is that this is going to affect the people in the long run mm -hmm. especially since there are so many people who come here mm. for that better opportunity because mm -hmm. that is how Australia is often marketed. Mm. It is marketed as a place where there are better opportunities, where everyone has that chance to progress and to grow, develop. I'd like to see, I think a lot of people would like to see that reflected mm. in their politics. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. very true. So, yeah. Can I just add a quick point, though? Mm. Um, so, yeah, our focus is mostly on the election, but politics isn't just about... Um, voting, you know, once every three years in the election. I feel like there's other ways to engage in politics, especially as young yeah, as young people, whether that's, you know, getting engaged in your local community. There are a lot of great organisations out there. So, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, coming into the studio today, we saw that yeah. rally yeah. of... To close I, Manus. Yeah, to close Manus Island. Island de detention centre. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And there was also, I saw another person hold a, holding a banner don't fund detention, fund education. That yeah. was the slogan on their yeah. banner. And the reason why we did do this show is because we wanted to talk about what it means for us to understand the election and what impacts it can have in our everyday lives. So it's been really great having this discussion. Mm -hmm. And I think I've come to the re realization a bit more so that our votes do count. It does. Yeah. It does count. <laughs> because I was... To an extent, I wasn't really sure about but why I was really voting in this election because it will be, like many others, my first time voting. Mm -hmm. oh. So, but, you know, yeah. it's really important for us to understand election and yes, politics. That's true. And, yeah, we encourage, do encourage every young people that can... Um, vote vote that to register yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take part in your election because mm. it's really important you yeah. know the the people we put there will say uh, how you know how our future will go how our present will go so absolutely yeah. and if you can't vote pay attention mm. because it does have it implications does have. upon there's you power in, in knowledge <laughs> and information and no power in ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So you've been listening today to Life in Color on Sin 90. And that was another episode brought to you by Life in Color. Feel free to join our conversation, share your personal stories, and like our Facebook page, Life in Color, and follow us on Twitter at It's Life in Color Show. 
or tune into us every Saturday, 1 p.m. only at Sin 90.7.